Hi, I'm Wes Platt, Executive Editor of School Bus Fleet. Welcome to the 23rd episode of The Route, our ongoing content series. In this episode, I'll recap some of our recent top stories from School Bus Fleet. Be sure to follow us on social media, click like on this and all our other videos, and be sure to become a subscriber on our YouTube channel. Comments are always welcome. Okay, let's get rolling. Our first stop is Albany, New York, home of the National Association for Pupil Transportation, which just announced a new joint effort with the School Superintendents Association and the Association of School Business Officials International called the Electric School Bus Initiative. Said Mike Martin, Executive Director of the NAPT, the ESBC will be a nonpartisan source of information, education, and advice for school system leaders in the K-12 market space as they analyze and implement the transition to electric-powered school buses. It feels like a, riding, a rising tide that's ready to lift more boats, with other entities such as the World Resources Institute's Electric School Bus Initiative uh, trying to build momentum for electrified fleets and the Beneficial Electrification League's efforts to work specifically with rural school districts on this transition. Be sure to read more about the BEL's work in the April-May print edition of School Bus Fleet. Next stop, Washington, D.C., where the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is giving new school bus driver applicants until June 30th to seek their commercial driver's license without required, requiring engine component under the hood knowledge. The waiver had been scheduled to expire at the end of March, you might remember that, but a request to the FMCSA from Kurt McKyson of the National School Transportation Association yielded this new extension. Brie Allen of National Express, who serves as NSTA's government relations chair, said the extensions of the under the hood waiver by FMCSA provides another building block as student transportation continues to address the nationwide driver shortage. While we believe there are additional steps that are critical in the industry's efforts to recruit drivers, it is a step in the right direction as we endeavor to streamline the CDL process to more closely reflect the responsibilities of the school bus driver position. Is your district planning to take advantage of this waiver or does the exclusion of an interstate option make it useless? Share your thoughts in the comments. Our next stop is San Luis Obispo, California, where the last of three men imprisoned for kidnapping 26 children and their school bus driver in 1976 was approved for parole. Frederick Newhall Woods, who's now 70, conspired with Richard and James Schoenfeld to put their captives into a moving truck and buried them in a quarry owned by Woods' father. After 16 hours, the children and their driver managed to dig themselves out and escape. The proposed decision by the parole hearing panel could become final within 120 days, and then it goes to Governor Gavin Newsom, who can let the decision stand or send it to a full board for review. It's worth noting that Newsom's father, Judge William Newsom, was on an appellate panel in 1980 that reduced the men's life sentences to give them a chance at parole. After retirement, Judge Newsom advocated for the release of the kidnappers in 2011 because no one was seriously physically injured during the kidnapping. All right. Our last stop is Los Angeles, California, where Hopskip Drive released its second annual State of School Transportation Report. 
Perhaps no huge surprises here, but school bus driver shortages and lingering COVID-19 issues continue to affect operations and budgets in school districts throughout the country. Some of the findings include 88% of survey respondents reported transportation operations constrained by bus driver shortages. That's up 10% from last year. 67% of respondents saw a direct link between transportation access and school attendance, with 61% saying that their districts struggle with chronic absenteeism. The top pain points reported in the survey, COVID-19 related issues, funding constraints, regulation and policy changes, and bus routing difficulties. And 94% of respondents said their district has a staffing shortage that impacts all aspects of school and district operations. How's your operation faring these days? About on par with this report? Let me know in the comments. It's time to park the bus for now. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell your friends about the route. Reach out to me by email at west.platt.bobbit.com. Tweet us at schoolbusfleet. Drive safely and see you next time on the route.